Hello, everyone, and welcome to Writer's Block Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Half. Tonight's episode brought to you by Potassium. Don't knock it till you exceed the FDA's maximum 4,700 milligram recommended daily allowance. My guest is the wonderful Leslie Arfin. Leslie wrote for the first two seasons of Girls. She wrote for the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And at the time of this taping, which was in February, she was developing her very own show. We talk about that a little. Although, as development goes in this industry, the update is that the project may or may not end up actually happening. What a world! Who wouldn't want to be a part of it? Of course, as a television writer, that's not the only challenge Leslie has faced. We talk about a couple others as well, how you deal with them in the moment and get over them in the long run. And we talk about writing in general and just being a writer, which Leslie sums up very nicely. I was always a writer. I just had a a bunch of different jobs. Spoken like a true writer. This is episode 38. My guest is Leslie Arfin. I'm J.R. Havlin. You're part of the Writer's Blog now. Good choice. So smart. Hilarious, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I think, is fairly Republican, conservative. Uh, weird. Dude, so, so weird. weird. How yeah. is that even possible? I don't, I don't know. People are weird. God. I don't I'm know. Here with, don't uh, I'm here with Leslie Arfin. You know, we're already talking. We're already on. We're, we're rolling, are we? I think, I right? Know. We're rolling. I saw you do the, the yeah, let's roll. I tried to trick you into it. I like to come okay. in the middle of things. Yeah. Leslie Arfin, uh, Writer for uh, an undisclosed project. Yeah. That we can talk about a little bit, but no details, no names. It's not a jinxy thing. It's like a, I signed oh, yeah, it's contractual a non-disclosure. Or yeah. 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 But hopefully by this time next year, what, what, what are we? It's Valentine's Day. It is. Happy Valentine's Day. I got you something. I know. JR got me a, a healthy donut cookie yeah, those Sweet. none of those things go together Treat. right there. there was like so one of these good. words is not like the other. It was so good. It's M Cafe de Chaya. You can't you can't beat it. It was perfect. But yeah, hopefully by this time next year you will have seen the thing that I'm going to make and you will like it. And is it a series? Yeah, a series. Okay. It's an amazing opportunity. Is it sitcomish? Is it comedy? Is it funny? Is it dramedy? Is it a thingity? What did he uh, what did he is It's it? not sitcom ish. I guess it's like a cable half hour okay. comedy. Is it girls vibe kind of thing? I mean, as far as like the, just the look of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a compliment. I think girls look so good. Yeah. It um, does look good. I'll give it that for sure. And it's funny. I mean, it's funny and it's in the way that it intends to be. And, and girls. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah and we sorry. should talk about I that. You were writing, you wrote, you wrote for, you wrote for them for a year. For were you two there the, seasons, two seasons, mm-hmm. the first two. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great because I, I I would like to talk. Do you have a non-disclosure agreement? Oh with, no, uh, I with love Lena. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. I love um, I love girls. I love I love that experience, and I love those guys. Yeah. So you were on right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into it, can okay, we? Yeah, please. Because um, I watched it because I, being in the industry, I almost felt pressured to watch it. I had no feeling like this was going to be for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like a 50-year-old man. Wow, so it's you for, look really good for it's 50. for me. Thank you very much. I'm not, I'm 49. I'm 50 in June, so I'm just getting used to it, but whatever. Hmm. 
so I started watching uh, girls, and I hadn't seen like uh, uh, what is it, tiny chair or tiny, tiny furniture, tiny, tiny furniture. Tiny mm-hmm. furniture. I hadn't seen that. I I had heard of Lena, and and the, of course there was like all this crazy buzz, and then there was just like like adoring reviews. I mean, did you ever? Get any negative feedback on that show, you guys, when you were? Working oh my on god, it? yeah. So from who? Are I'm, you kidding? Everybody like. Oh, well, uh, aside I'm from racist. people being like vindictive <laughs> and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For the for one, right. So I mean, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I thought that was a weird. Critique. Yeah, I think like, that what? it was more because of the title, girls, but it's and so that seems like it's such a it's such a huge title. You know, just because there should be other kind, all kinds of girls or something. Well, the title suggests that the show is about girls in all shapes and sizes, but it's not. You know, it's about a couple of specific. Well, they're all shapes and sizes, but they're mm-hmm. just there was pretty much one color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the shapes and sizes you represented well. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was Lena's choice and experience and. I, I can understand why some people might feel alienated because of that. People of color would feel alienated. Yeah. And it's not really like my place to say that they're wrong or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I, I made that precious tweet comment. But oh, like, right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't, I, I wasn't trying to dig into that, but now I've, I'm just recalling that. Yeah. You yeah. got in trouble for a, a tweet. I read the story first, and then I was like, "I got to find this tweet." And then I found the tweet, and I was like, "Fucking really? Come yeah, on!" Yeah, like it, the thing it's is, funny. is that it was sar- well. I mean, it got a lot and of faves before yeah. I took it off. <laughs> a lot of faves. That was the thing. Like I, whatever. But but it was sarcastic. Yeah. Because I actually really did feel like I identified with the movie, with the girls' yeah, the, impressions. Do you want to say what it was? Right. Well, well, now that you mentioned that, it was like the I, I don't know the exact wording I of the said tweet. The but problem. It, with the movie Precious is that there aren't enough white girls. There's in no it. one that represents me. Yeah, right, right, right. That it just seems like clearly a joke and a little kind of like stab back at people. And what I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it was one sarcasm isn't my favorite go to for to be funny. Well, especially written. Kind of yeah. rough. Kind of rough I, to be sarcastic in 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 the uh, um, in the printed word. Totally, and like I didn't, I didn't have that many Twitter followers at the time. I <laughs> then you got a bunch more. Yeah, bunch of haters. I got a bunch more, but I also just wrote without thinking things through, and that yeah. was, right. you know, I take responsibility for that, and I was defending Lena, who didn't need me to defend her, and mm-hmm. you know, it was it was stupid. It was stupid of me. It was. The aftermath was stupid and it hurt my feelings, but I'm better now. <laughs> my feelings are, are okay now. Three years later or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that That's a drag, though, to get caught up in that kind of shit. I was, like, getting death threats. That's for that especially. I mean, I can imagine somebody being like, hey, that's not cool or that's a different kind of thing. I don't even really know precisely what the argument might be, but you kind of get it. You give it to them. It's like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean... I'm not going to sit here and say like, no, you're wrong and you're a dick. I was making a joke about a pretty touchy situation. So that always doesn't fly with people. But you yeah. don't really, you really think you want to <laughs> want to kill me? Is that what you said? I didn't quite catch that. I mean, yeah, people were like, it was just awful. People were 
were tweeting at Lena and Judd, like, you should fire her. And I'm like, please don't fire me. Like, I need a job. <coughs> I, I, people, someone compared me to John Derbyshire. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. It sounds like a hat. <laughs> it sounds I, like a hat you I don't wear know. to the bathroom. I have no That's idea. That's a hat that you wear to the bathroom. The I John think he's Derbyshire. like a racist guy or something. Right? It does. I, it, I think his name comes from the hat. <laughs> <laughs> which comes from the place. Yeah. So anyway. Which comes from the Bible. It's all from the Bible. <laughs> it all starts with the Bible. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't mean to go off on that. No, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I don't even think I had that kind of in my notes to talk to you about because it seemed well, like it something out. that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 everything stays in. I'm fucking, I'm told you I'm not cutting things anymore. I can't handle it. So that came on me saying, kind of incorrectly, like, wow, nobody ever said a bad word about you guys. Right. Uh, but there was that, and I'm sure there were critics that had their shit to say and stuff, but um, it certainly got a lot of very positive attention. And I was watching it, and I was, I definitely thought it was fun to watch. I mean, it was very interesting. But, like, when you were talking about the thing that you're doing is not really a comedy, but it's funny, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how I kind of feel about, like, girls. Because it's not, you know, it's clearly not like a sitcom, mm -hmm. but they have no choice but to put it in the same kind of category with like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something. Right. Those are fucking so completely, utterly different shows that right. you've worked on both, which mm -hmm. seems like an interesting jump. Also, Girls is Cable and Brooklyn is Network. So Cable and Network shouldn't be in the same category. I mean, even Eastbound and Down, which is a cable half-hour comedy they get to say fuck every other word and show tits. I mean, it's my favorite show in the whole world. It's so good. He's it's, so good. It's There's nothing better. Yeah, it's pretty there's crazy. There's nothing better than that show. Uh, and then on, on Brooklyn or Parks or How I Met Your Mother, they can't. There's just stricter guidelines. So yeah. it's, it's such... They're, they're different categories. And they get lumped together, what, like in award shows? Who yeah. cares? Right, Who cares? right, right, right. Um, once you get them, you don't care. Once you get the, award. the awards, yeah, yeah, or right, like right. maybe just like, wow, you got your own show, like, yeah, that is so rare. It's so rare and amazing. Who gives a shit? Like, especially, I mean, I I love the Writers Guild, but like Writers Guild awards, what a waste <laughs> of money. Let's just have like a big dance party. Put that money into like a a ball. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. But like, my feeling with the Emmys has always been. Well, what this does is gets our show extra attention. Mm -hmm. It's just advertising. Mm -hmm. So that, and it doesn't hurt at all. And it's pretty good advertising. You know, before I worked in TV, I didn't fucking know who won Emmys. I didn't give a shit. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm like putting that out. Like it, like the public is so into it as well. But maybe I'm know. just, maybe I, I mean, I would watch award shows to see what people were wearing. Not what they're wearing, oh, yeah. who, who they're wearing. Who, Come on. who they're wearing. I remember. Together. Wait, did I just cut myself off? What happened there? Oh, okay. I just moved way far away. Um, there was one Emmy Awards where Sarah Silverman was nominated for her show, was nominated for an award. And when they showed her, her picture, when they showed her in the audience, she was wearing a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really funny. That is literally the only <laughs> thing I remember. That's <laughs> ah, so great. I love Who her. won? I don't know. That was the yeah. funniest thing. It like, was great. I, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I've. I won a Writers Guild Award where we for girls where we got to go on was stage. It, and it was cool because like 
it was cool to get an award. I never, or a trophy. I never got trophies. I wasn't that kid. It looks like a bird. Yeah, it looks like a vagina. A vagina bird. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with Leslie Arfin. Ah, the elusive vagina bird. Now you know where to find one. While I've got your attention, let me encourage you to give me even more attention. Email us at writersblockpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, whatever you got, bring it. And don't forget about Twitter. The show is at writersblockpod. I'm at J.R. Havlin. Leslie is at Leslie Arfin. And as always, Katie is at Katy Perry. Quick heads up for the next episode due out on Writer's Block. My guest will be Charlie Grandy, writer for The Mindy Project and formerly the head writer for Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. It's our first look behind the scenes over there, and it's a good one. Now, without further delay, let's return to episode 38 with the delightful and the lovely Leslie Arfin. Let's talk, uh, uh, let's compare ink. You got ink. You got a lot of ink. Why there. do you do you have ink? No, I don't have any. So my comparison is over. Now it's your turn. Uh, okay. Um, What's your first? Just tell me you. what your first one. What, made, what this... made you get it? Was it trauma? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, those are uh, saved for face tattoos. <laughs> that's that, how you, you know, can tell. Yeah. No, I. Get you don't first, have the teardrop. No, the single teardrop. that's for okay. murdering somebody in jail. Yeah. Yeah, I had mine removed. (laughs) Your first writing job, weren't you an editor or something? um, How did you start your writing career? I worked at Vice. Right, okay. I was an intern. Okay. When I left college. It was, they had just moved. Is Vice the same as the Vice, like, show that they have now on HBO? Mm -hmm. It's a good show. Mm Mm-hmm. So you were there, but yeah, you didn't but, do, but did you do any writing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, well, at the time, Gavin McInnes ran the magazine, and I was an editorial intern, so he was my boss. Even though Shane was, too. Shane just sold ads. I don't mean just sold ads. Yeah, right. He did a very good job, but yeah. I didn't do that. And, and yeah, I was an intern, and it was such a small staff, six people maybe. So I just asked to write. And they let me. Um, and then, uh, but that's not like comedy stuff. Or did you have like oh, a column yeah. that was? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. I had a column. Which was? It's your diary. Oh, and oh, is that is that where you came up with your book idea? Or is that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, the book is like a evolution of the column. How come you don't make that into a show? I love that book. Um, everybody has been trying to get me to do that for a long time. I just think it's such a great idea. You know, I was thinking of it on the way over here, because if you're not so, so, uh, so Leslie has a book called Dear Diary. And uh, um, I mean, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the, like, the premise of it? And this is an old book. By mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, but it's so it's, embarrassing. I just... Mm, it's, you, I don't think you... I, I, I think you're just kind of saying that to be, to be modest. But, no, no, oh, well, the writing might, is but, not good. But the idea is really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell us that part and we won't read, we won't make you read from it. <laughs> I don't have, it, it's like a diary entry that I took a real page from my diary from anywhere from age 11 to like 25 and transcribed it word for word in the column and in the book. And then I would do an update on that entry. By going to like visit the people, trying to track down the people that were named in it, people that were mean to you or that you were mean to or stuff like that. Yeah, and then in the book I interview them, but in the column I didn't interview right, them. Right, okay, yeah. But yeah. this was like before Facebook, 
So like what I, did you do in the column then if you didn't interview him? Because that's the diary really entry. funny part to me. Like you had to have commented on the diary entry. Yeah, yeah. Diary entry update. And then in the book, the book was diary entry update interview. Oh, so the oh the update is like here's how I feel about this now or something. Yeah, but yeah. I mean the column was five hundred words. Right. You know, it was just a funny little tidbit. But I Vice, I mean, have you ever read the magazine? No. It's really funny. That's when I read that magazine in college. It was the Vice Guide to Eating Pussy. And it was so That was the name of the magazine? That was the the name of the article. I'm sorry. (laughs) I read this article. That was the Vice Guide to Eating Pussy. Seems like a very narrow magazine. How many issues issues can you put out? Sorry. (laughs) The Vice Guide to Eating Pussy, Volume Thirty Seven. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I've got a lot of work. I got a lot to catch up on oh, here. This- such a boring, <laughs> such a boring Good magazine. <laughs> um, no, this feels a lot like Volume Fifteen. I got to tell you, this is not. I'm not getting a real different vibe here. Um, I mean, before that, I just wrote like poetry and fiction, and then when I read that article, <laughs> I was, and it was written by this woman, and I was just like, oh my god, this is exactly what I want to write. It was funny. It was honest. It was, it was a great guide to eating pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, informative. It was accurate. Mm-hmm. Informative. And um, I I found out that the person who wrote it, Christy Bradnox, was actually the name of one of Gavin's old girlfriends, and Gavin had actually written it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh my god, I'm working for you. Yeah, right. I have to work for you. Yeah, you were so, suckered in. Yeah. Where'd you go after Vice? Well, um, you know, while I was working at Vice, I worked a thousand other jobs. I mean, I only wrote for Vice, but I didn't go to work there every day. I worked at a hotel. I worked the door at events. Uh, So your money was not coming from Vice? Not that much. Right. I mean, I did so many things. I worked retail. I was an assistant stylist. It was an awful job. I mean, I hated it. But it, you know, I paid well and gave me some stories. I was always a writer. I just had a, a bunch of different jobs. And then you would, could write about mm-hmm. them or use those experiences in one way or another. Yeah. Um, I edited a magazine called Misbehave. Right, yeah. I did that. I was. You were kind of running that, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I was the editor at large, and then they promoted me to editor-in-chief, and I was like, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I thought you were going to say editor-at-larger. <laughs> that seems like the first <laughs> I promotion. I wish like I had said above. that. <laughs> it's, it's yours. You can use it from now on. Whatever. <laughs> it was a cute magazine. I, that, uh, that, that wasn't a good job for me. I mean, that's being a manager. Oh, okay. That, that, was, a little, that was different. It's like the difference between being like a writer and a showrunner. Yeah, Some but I mean, you really... might be a showrunner soon, you know? No? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to try to hire a showrunner. Oh, okay. I, wait, are you asking me to be your show? I don't understand. <laughs> am I reading this incorrectly, am I? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unequivocally, yes. Uh, so you're, at, you're working at these magazines, but you're still you're writing the whole time. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and right from the beginning, the stuff that you were writing, you were aiming towards comedy. I mean, you wanted to be funny. No. Oh, no, no. You would the poetry and such like but that. But like the thing, the thing is, is that, you know, once I moved out here, I sort of got lumped into this comedy writer category. But it was never my intention to write funny. I just 
my intention is to always write the truth uh-huh. and write honestly. And you can bet either write comma honestly or write honestly. Sorry. I didn't know how that sounded. Right. Right. No, no. You said write honestly. Write with honesty. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to write honestly. That's, you didn't say it like that. I'm not lying about wanting to write. If that's what you're thinking. I want to write. Like I really do. Honestly, you guys. Honestly, I just, just want to do it in write. an honest fashion. You can use them both in the same sentence. It's, um, it's confusing. Now. Totally. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a wordsmith, uh-huh. grammatical queen. Mm-hmm. Um, not at all. But anyway, yeah. So sometimes, the, you know, the truth is funny. And I think that happens often. But I'm not, you know, the person in the room that's pitching, 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 joke, joke, joke. I've which never... seems like a better fit for girls than Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is joke, joke, joke. Was that a yeah. tough job for you then? At Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, my God. Very hard. Yeah. Because that's just, just not your style, really. N- no, I mean, but, you know, it's not everybody's style in a, in a room. Like, there can't, not everybody can be punch, punch, punch. Right. Like, some people can be everything, punch, story, character. Some people are just story and characters. Some people are just stories. Some people are just really funny. I mean, one would aim to hire people who are good at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, or you put together a group that is good together at everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was really, they thought I was really funny girls. <laughs> yeah. And I worked at Portlandia for a, a Oh, you did? A, I really like that show, a too. Minute. Just, I just for like, a minute. For a minute. They did not think I was funny there. Because they didn't. I was like, yeah, I'll work for you guys. I've literally never written a sketch in my life. Yeah, right. Fred Armisen is literally the funniest person I've Super ever funny. met in my yeah, life. He's so good. He's so funny. And I'm just like, you know, day three, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. And if nobody laughs, like, you know, it's not, it's not in my hands. Yeah. And so a great job is where you feel like you're being useful and... Well, and when you say, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, when, what was that opportunity? At Portlandia, how did they put that stuff down? Were you oh, Just pitching you, jokes. Just like pitching, pitching ideas. jokes, but pitching ideas and sketch ideas and mm-hmm. stuff. Then, then you get to the jokes within those. I mean, would you pitch sketch ideas? They'd take one and then send somebody off to kind of like bang it out, or did you do, did you do that all together as well? No, I think that like um, I, I was there for an embarrassingly short time. <laughs> for a week and a half. But I think like John Kreisel, Fred and Carrie write the show. Yeah. And right. then they have people come in and out. Like I think yeah. Carrie, Dornetto. Yeah, it's always like Bill a Oakley. list of four or five writers mm-hmm. at the most, right? I think that they're like staples. But yeah, right. yeah, we would just like pitch on jokes and sketch ideas, characters. And just keep doing that all the time. Yeah. Too. Like I help them a l- I don't know if I can even use that word. I don't even know if yeah, I can right. say that I helped them, but I was well, there in the third season. Then let's get back to girls then. Because you're okay. there for two years. You're there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. When you got involved in it, uh, did you know Lena before? No. Okay. So but when you got involved in it, was the pilot written and they I'd had all seen the, the characters? Pilot. And so you knew. We didn't. We had ideas. She had ideas of the characters. I'd seen the pilot. The pilot had pretty much all the characters that are in there now for the most part? Yeah. I mean, the I, main ones. The pi- I saw the pilot at Judd's office when okay. I was like trying to get the job. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, all the all the same characters. There's maybe some people in the pilot that aren't in it, uh, like at the dinner party. That no, sure, yeah, whatever. Right. But yeah, I like the dichotomy of the girls and and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and we can talk about what your personal experience was there, or how much how much value you felt you added to these projects, but and why. But I'm interested in how the process of putting those really two different shows together is, and also like how you feel the, you were talking about like the difference between HBO and Fox and how that affects like the process and the final product. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Okay. So we'll, uh, um, we'll be back with uh, Leslie Arf and I'm J.R. Howland. This is Writer's Block and uh, you're listening to it. All right, we're back. Leslie's on her phone. She's texting somebody. She's texting her boyfriend saying, call me so I can pretend that I have to go. <laughs> I don't, I do not need, I am like, I don't need anybody to call me. I'll just be like, look, I gotta go. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you anymore Let's from now up. on. <laughs> never, never. Um, so Girls and uh, um, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Girls, you're there from the both of them. You're there year one. Mm-hmm. Girls, you're there year two. Uh, and so there's there's still at that point a process of uh, kind of the show is continues to develop throughout that first year. I mean, sometimes it goes beyond that, but especially at this point, you better kind of be done really making your mark and figuring out where the show is going by the end of that first year. But mm-hmm. But I felt that like both shows were pretty solid, like right away and didn't change much over the year as far as like the tone of it and stuff. And it was really strong. So like, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your vibe being there? Well, I mean, both places, like w- my job is to help the showrunner execute their vision. So the tone that is at girls is Lena's. And I feel grateful that it, we were there from the beginning and and able, at least I was there from the beginning and able to help her execute what she wanted to and help her out. It was her first show too. Mm -hmm. Um, She gave me the opportunity of a lifetime. That was the perfect show for me to be on, start on. And we were all so excited and we had no idea what it was going to be like, but it was a great room and, and it was really like we were helping her and it's the same thing at Brooklyn, you know, like Dan and Mike have been working really hard for many years. They get shows made because they work very hard and at Brooklyn, you know, we're hired to make Dan look good. I mean, that's the extent of what I'm there for. Now, I don't work on girls anymore and I don't work on Brooklyn anymore. So possibly I was not as helpful at a certain point to helping them execute their vision. Yeah. Well, that's why you would imagine that you're not where you wouldn't work at a show anymore. It's like, yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think with girls really, uh, she wanted to change it up. It was like Lena was evolving as an artist she didn't need to have my voice there anymore. Like, I think that that was a natural progression. Like, I think in the beginning, I was very much of use to her, I would mm-hmm. like to think. I think that she would agree. I mean, she's my friend still. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, a person grows their own wings and they fly. Right. Well, how would you, <laughs> how did you feel like particularly helpful to her? In other words, I've talked to people who are like the more flat out sitcom writers. And that's why like Brooklyn Nine-Nine comes into that. Cause it really seems like there's probably a lot of time spent there just writing jokes. Like we need a joke here. Mm-hmm. We need a joke here. We need a joke here. We need a joke here. And that is not the case in girls, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I don't even know where they rare. There's every once in a while they tell what appears to be a, almost like a sitcom style joke. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 sticks out like a sore thumb kind of in a way. Sometimes things happen that are clearly meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. The problem for for me as far as the humor on that show is concerned is it's not it, it, this is not based on anything that I ever went through. Mm-hmm. So I don't find it that amusing because the show's not for me. So when you're pitching so that So you stuff, can only laugh at stuff that's happened to you? No, 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 but um uh I mean, I'm but, just kidding. You don't yeah. have to like it. I don't I don't care. No, no, no. It, it's uh, <laughs> uh I wouldn't have hung out with those people, right? Mm-hmm. you know, so I don't want to watch them on the television. <laughs> Wait, I totally hear you. I mean, but it's weird because it's not like I would hang out with people that are on sitcoms necessarily. They're fucking idiots. Huh. You know what I'm saying? But they're more caricatures. I guess no so. No offense yeah. right. to yeah. any. Right. You know, but that's true. Writers. Yeah. And that makes it a little less real. And so it's mm-hmm. sort of, uh, so you just let them be these goofballs. They're like jesters entertaining you. Mm-hmm. Girls is supposed to be like a window on your soul or something, you know, or, yeah, I mean, at Girls, we shared a lot of um, funny stories, just weird stories. So, like, I accidentally smoked crack. So did my friend. Oh, my God, that's that was so funny and weird and crazy. And so you put that in. I always use that example because yeah. that literally did happen to me, but it also did happen <laughs> to, to Lena's friend. So that was, like, a funny uh, thing. What did you think you were smoking? <sighs> I don't want to say. Okay. Which one? Uh, when did that happen? Uh, when maybe, did I accidentally smoke No, 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 no. When did that happen on the <laughs> That happened to somebody on the show. It happened to Shoshana in oh, the yeah, first yeah, yeah, season, yeah. the accident. That was when they got together because he had to chase her down all night and take care of her, right? Yeah. 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 See, I, I love that episode. Yeah. Yeah. There was just, and then we would just talk about, you know, it would be so cute. It would be so heartwarming to see Ray and Shoshana get together, but... People were also opposed to that as well. And we would argue just like in any writer's room. And right. I think they should get together because this, this, and this. I think they shouldn't because of these reasons. Like, Yeah, that's well, that's interesting. And when, when you're having that argument, how far into the future do you have to go considering like if we're going to get them together, where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. So did you go that deep in those conversations? Is you that know how it is. I mean, you know, you're you're telling a story and you say, well, it could go down if we do this. If Leslie and Jr. just make out right now, right? Go on. <laughs> what? Let's 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 explore the roads that that incident, the consequences of that incident. Yeah, and, I can and think of a lot of them. Totally. Almost immediately. And you can think of like you know the fantasy version, the 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 good uplifting version you can think of the really i'm the not awful, i can't i can't i'm not you thinking can't think of that of one the i can't amazing version <laughs> no that one's not that one's not the first one coming to me give me a minute no, I mean, yeah, i'll get back you, to you You think of devastation of all of these listeners telling your wife yeah that's right and your wife hearing it and you're ch- you're breaking up your family i mean oh so we would record this we would keep everything oh, we're rolling. not editing all yeah. right okay you know what I'm saying, though. I'm not. I'm not. No, leave that in. That breaking was good. new ground. Like, 
it's storytelling. So I don't remember. Yeah, you, we we would go deep, and then you change everything. Right, right, right. You know, Lena, we did, we we had so many. I remember I wrote an episode for the second season where Adam was living in North Dakota, like that never happened. <laughs> we wrote it, Bruce Bruce Eric Kaplan and I wrote this episode. It just she changed it. We went down that road, right, and then you know. But we then you the had credit. to come. We but didn't then, get the credit on it because she changed it to the episode with where she is in that guy's house playing ping pong with her tits out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really such a Lena episode. Yeah, sure. But whatever. I mean, you know, it's like you care about these things for what? Like a couple of days or a week, a month? And then well, I mean, you gotta, it. it's part of like, you know, that's what pretty much everybody talks about as far as writing is concerned. I mean, the, the one thing you definitely have to be able to do is let go of something that you've created, particularly right. if you're not in charge, like you said. You can, even if they ask you to do that, and then you can't really necessarily even be upset with them because you might do the same thing if you were in charge. Totally. Like if Lena says, oh, I want this, it doesn't mean that she has to keep her fucking word. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but You, you learn know, that the hard way. I mean, yeah. at least I have. But I'd rather learn it the hard way than not learn it at all. So, then, so now, th th then you end up at the um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, was the process kind of the same? It's just that the content was... I mean, the content no, is so no. different. Like, so the process, process is very different. Yeah, so what, what? how did your day go down there? Kind well, of? I mean, at Girls, you know, we would sometimes work three hours a day. We would sometimes work five hours a day. I mean, it was just... The schedule was much different. Not th There wasn't that much demanded of us, especially me and the lower-level writers. Was she kind of working around the clock, though, or something? Is oh, that, yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, she. I don't know anybody who works as hard as she does. Uh -huh. She does everything. Right. And also, she has a boyfriend and a dog, and she's very close with her family. I mean, Lena's got some tricks up her sleeves. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I should ask her. But at Brooklyn, it's just a different schedule. It's network, so... Yeah, you're writing and shooting at the same time. Right. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. You're writing future episodes yes. while you're shooting the old ones that were written like because you, you start so far in advance. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean, so we would write for 20 weeks and then start production, which was like another 20 weeks at Girls. Yeah. But there were only 10 episodes or 12 episodes or whatever Oh, I see. You wrote the whole season ahead of time and then mm -hmm. did the thing. Okay, mm -hmm. right. right. And then there's twice as many episodes You're on right. a sitcom. It's, it's right. really, they're so different. Like, I mean, we would work sometimes like 13-hour days, like 17-hour days, really long days. Do you have any idea like how much different it was for like the network notes and stuff was was because i'd imagine that networks are kind of all over people but maybe mm -hmm. hbo was a little more hands-off or was that the deal i remember hbo would come in for notes and they would address the whole room with girls and i always thought their notes were really great i'm huh. sure that that lena and jenny were i was also not as attached to their right notes. right right and you know judd gave them notes Sometimes he uh, would do it with us, sometimes not. Whereas at Network, especially on Brooklyn, they had notes coming from NBC, Universal, and notes from Fox. Yeah. And uh, the writer, so I heard that I heard Fox give notes when I wrote my episode. Which episode was yours for the Halloween? It was the yeah. It's One Hundred Six. Mm -hmm. 
Um, <laughs> what episode one hundred six? Is that mm-hmm. <laughs> the sixth one? Right? Is that is that lame? Is that is that weird that I said that? Uh, I think it's a little technical. Oh, it, yeah. Halloween. I mean, it's not, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what the, the, normally the answer would be. <laughs> you, the the answer would be something that would allow me to recognize which one it actually was. You episode one hundred six B seventeen. <laughs> You write for TV too. I don't write for sitcoms. And I know what you're talking about. You write for a funny, you write the funnies. But when, but when I said what episode, I guess my <laughs> really the answer I was looking for was it was a was a very brief description of the actual episode rather than a number that signified <laughs> where it fell in the schedule. <laughs> I'm just giving you a little bit of a hard time. I don't know why it's Valentine's Day. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> And when you wrote your episode for for them, um, it's the same kind of thing. Somebody gets assigned to an episode, you you bang out the ideas and all that stuff with uh, um, with whoever in a group, and then you go off and write it and come back, and then you go through that rewrite again with everybody. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they all seem to run pretty kind of the same in a way. In, yeah. In part because it's a lot of the same people running them, or they come from places that were run in a certain way, so that you know you don't change right. it up too much. I guess. Yeah, I mean, Mike and Dan come from this place, and they even told me when I went and interviewed with them, met with them to get the job, they were like, everybody gets their own script. And I remember Mike saying, there's something that it does to a writer when they see their name on an episode that makes them feel good, that it's important to the room, it's important to the show, we want you guys to be proud of the work. As opposed to, oh, I get to have my name on every single script at the end of the day. Like, what is that doing for me? Well, it, he, his argument was that it's better for the show, for everybody to have their name on an episode, which was so cool. Yeah, right. And, and it is. I mean, I know, totally I know cool. when my friends leave, they go to a thing just to see their name. I mean, now you see Dan. I mean, I worked with Dan. He worked at The Daily Show a long time ago. But the, um, his name is right out there as the creator of it. Yeah. And stuff, so that's a different thing entirely. But when my friends first started trickling out and then they'd see like, Oh, written by so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, I would literally like freeze it and take a picture and yeah. send it to him. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Look well, at that. Of course. Yeah, like right. I felt, you know, it's like me, my boyfriend, my, my parents, my sister, like we took a picture. I mean, it's, it is a really good feeling. It's amazing. Um, when you wrote your episode, like it wasn't your idea. It was a Halloween episode, mm-hmm. so it's not like you you said, "Hey, we should do an episode about Halloween." And they're like, "Wow, <laughs> that is the most original. We've got to do that, and you should write it. Mm-hmm. You just got assigned to this episode for whatever reason." Well, it was a really lucky coincidence, just because I really wanted to write Halloween. Like that, that was a great episode for me to work on. Mm-hmm. But it just went. Dan assigned us episodes in order of rank i think I oh guess. so you just it just ended up on you yeah oh wow. but i mean i'm assuming that he did that right right if he says that that's not how he did it then yeah right yeah. sorry it doesn't Dan. doesn't <coughs> doesn't even matter really but you no, got but yeah, you got an so episode got, that you were excited to work on you go off mm-hmm. you with the notes that happened in the room with everybody kind of chiming in and somebody else taking joke notes and you get that file and you get the story, you know where it's going to go. You go off and you write it. You put your own thing into it. You bring it back. How much does it change for you at that point? I mean, what was your experience like in that? I mean, it changed a lot, but only for the better. Okay. Like, 
I remember, you know, Dan telling me like, you do get a little too attached to your words. I just want to let you know, like yeah, my first a script. Common problem though. It, but, and, and, and he's right. I mean, he was like my first script. I had, there was not a trace of anything that I wrote and I was like, I totally hear you. Um, I probably get more attached to ideas than, than words. Individual comes, joke. Which I think is the same thing in TV writing right. anyway, but right. it was a really great story. We all broke. And then the whole room made it make sense in a great way and made it Once flow. you brought it back. Yeah. So it's still like that when you bring it back, then there's a whole room, it, you know, maybe not everybody on staff, but maybe everybody on staff who are working on that to hone that down. Yeah, and then is there somebody up. that then does like Dan or Mike or somebody, or does somebody take it to really finalize it? Probably. I don't know why I can't remember it at this moment. I don't know. I think it depends. I know we split up into groups at Brooklyn. Yeah, and took different scenes or something? But it was, no, no, no. We split up into rooms. Like, you know, one room would be working on another episode. And like, then it like would be Like 108? Me. Like 108? Which was my favorite, by the way. <laughs> Which one was that? 108. That was my favorite. What? You don't know. You're, you're, you're having a Josh. I am. Okay. <laughs> um, is your first name Josh? No, it's uh, just J. It's just an initial. Really? No shit. Weird. Robertson, J. Robertson. Harvard. Classy. Kind of, right? So, yeah, one room's working on 108, and then it would be like <laughs> me, Dan, Luke, another writer. Yeah, right. Uh, so Gil, you would split, you would, the, you would split up the staff. <laughs> you would split would, up the yeah. staff to work on an, an entire to to really like. Okay, now this one's done. Now this is the shooting script. That, I mean, that, mm -hmm. as far as you knew, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, and then we do the a idea. table read, and then after the table read, right. get notes. Uh, another one. Yeah. You know, punch up areas where yeah. things didn't get laughs. I mean, it's fun. It's it's a process that like is uh, very cyclical right. and monotonous, but I really enjoyed it and i don't i don't know we work long hours but i don't have kids yeah right yeah that, that makes fun a difference. for me yeah, right. <laughs> i like burning the midnight oil why not you know yeah. all right uh, uh nice to talk to you leslie i'm glad that you made it happy valentine's day happy valentine's day thanks for the cookie so we're gonna go say good night bye good night there you have it interesting the difference between network and cable i mean maybe you knew it already but i didn't you could have told me i share with you seems fair don't forget the Blockbuster trademark, by the way, the Blockbuster. Next episode with Charlie Grandy, SNL Weekend Update alumni. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening. Say goodnight, Blockheads. Mm -hmm.